Welcome to the John Nuzzo Leadership Podcast. This month's episode is fun. Get ready to enjoy Pastor John's conversation with Dave and Ashley Willis, hosts of the Naked Marriage Podcast. Hey, welcome to today's podcast. I have with me Dave and Ashley Willis, uh, the Naked Marriage that's, that's, a, right. that's right. a great name, man. <laughs> and I, I just got to tell people they need to listen to your stuff and 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 get some stories that I've heard. <laughs> we aren't gonna have time for those stories, but I'm telling you, man. Oh, right, what's this podcast rated? I don't yeah, know. Like, well, what it is. Right. It, it, it's worth the search through your podcast. You need to let people know the podcast when you tell the story of vacation. Let people oh, yes. know what whatever episode that is. Y'all want to find that episode and listen to it. But uh, you guys are here with the EXO Conference with yes. uh, Jimmy and Karen Evans and mm-hmm. uh, the amazing work that Marriage Today does, and you're a part of that team. And so just, if you could, just let, let, just talk a little bit about why marriage, why are you all so passionate about this, where'd the call come from, and just yeah. talk to us a little bit about what's in your hearts. Well, we've we've had a passion for marriage for a long time. It kind of started. We were we've been in the pastoral ministry for many years, and we were at a church in Georgia. And at our church there, we just saw so many of the prayer requests, so many of the counseling appointments, so many of the needs stemmed from marriage, uh, mm-hmm. either directly or indirectly. And then a lot of our friends outside of the church were going through marriage struggles, and we just kind of developed a burden for it, thinking, man, if if marriages get strong, everything gets strong as a result. Families get stronger, churches get stronger, communities get stronger. It's really you know, one of the very, very first things God created is foundational for everything else is a strong marriage. And so we just wanted to start being part of the solution. And really, um, that desire to be part of the solution is really where where everything else stemmed out of that. Yeah. Well, it's wonderful to see the grace on your lives to help people. And that's got to be very meaningful to, to get into the trenches with people and mm-hmm. see what God's done. So Ashley, just talk right. a little bit out of your heart of where's this passion come from? Because it's very obvious when you get to hear y'all. Well, I mean, it, it is that. It, it literally is seeing, you know, God raise dead marriages back to life. I mean, that's our favorite thing to do. Because, you know, we, as we share in the book, we we went through some very real struggles. And I think sometimes, you know, it's in those struggles, it, it's such a turning point in people's marriages. And it's that point where you could, you know, maybe maybe start considering divorce, which we say, take that off the table. But it could also be the point where where God grows you closer to Him and to each other like the never before. And so for us, that's what he did in our marriage. And we see that time and time again with people who refuse to give up. And it just, it gives us that fuel to keep going and to keep encouraging and giving people hope because every marriage is going to go through struggles. I mean, Jesus himself said, in this world, you will have struggles, but take heart, I've overcome the world. And so we just try to to show people that, listen, in your marriage, you're not going to have a perfect marriage because literally there's no perfect people. (laughs) And so, you know, we're going to have struggles, but we do serve a perfect God who is for us, who wants to see us have a wonderful marriage and what we like to call a naked marriage, right. a marriage where there's no secrets, a yeah. marriage where there's total trust and vulnerability, and uh, and just the kind of intimacy that that I think we all so long to have. But I think so many of us, you know, we live in this culture that says you can't have it. And so we try to go directly against that and say, no, with the Lord, we can have true intimacy, but it takes, you know, taking off the mask and putting down the weapons and, and being honest about everything with each other. That's fantastic. You know, one of the values of a podcast is to get to hear People typically that people are not going to be able just to pop on our podcast and hear. But more importantly to me is that those that are leading, those leaders listening to this, and, and people just generally that are married, whether you're a leader or not, what God's called you all to do and the gifts and the resources He's He's graced you to, to provide for people are life-changing. And so my hope is that people 
are able to have a connect beyond the podcast. So you, you've written the book, The Naked Marriage. Yes. And I, I love the title. <laughs> and uh, if you could just talk a little bit about the book, I assume it's available on Amazon. Yes. And, variety of ways. You have uh, the Naked Marriage podcast. Mm-hmm. If you could just t- take a few minutes, talk to us about the book, maybe something key in the book, and and the other available resources by which people can connect to you and have uh, the help that you have been called to give. Absolutely. So the book uh, and, and our podcast are both called The Naked Marriage. And the, the core message of that is going back to Genesis chapter 2, when God paints this beautiful picture of what his vision was for that first married couple, Adam and Eve. And it's still, we believe, his vision for couples today is to live with nakedness, which represents intimacy and transparency and vulnerability in all parts of our lives, which is physical. Uh, that's part of it, uh, which is a beautiful gift, the, the sexual aspect of, of marriage. But it's not just that. It's the emotional connection. It's having no secrets, no masks, no weapons, nothing to hinder that bond between a husband and a wife. And so that's really the core message of our book and our podcast is how to how to get back to that and how to keep that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we share a lot of stories from our own life. We share a lot of uh, principles, obviously, from Scripture, and then a lot of true stories from, from people that we've learned from and been impacted by along the way, which has been one of the most rewarding parts of this oh, ministry yeah. is to hear so many people's stories at, at live events and at churches and also online, those who write and share and so we try to we try to pass those truths and those inspirational stories along as well. And and to put it all together, I, I think it's made a hopefully a, a book and a podcast resource too that will be an ongoing source of encouragement for people. Definitely. You know, we also, we do a lot of blogging uh, online. If you go to marriagetoday.com, you can find our blogs. Um, We also do a lot of stuff on Facebook. We like to connect with people just kind of right where they are. And, you know, there's so many people on Facebook. And I know it gets a bad rap sometimes, but it's like the best prayer chain ever. You know, that's how I look at it. I mean, it really is. And um, we love to do live videos on our Facebook marriage page. If you go to Facebook and just look up marriage, we should be the first page that comes up there. And um, we just, we, we have four boys. And so... Life is crazy, you how know. Old are, how old are the boys? They are four, seven, almost twelve, and almost fourteen. So, so you there's pay ten grand just for a nap. <laughs> yes, seriously, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, seriously, gladly. Yeah, but you know, it, it, you know, when we're connecting with other couples. We we often, you know, we'll have it. We try to keep a date once a week, and on our date night, we're, we're driving our minivan there. And so years ago, we we were like, you know, we want to connect with people on our date night for just like about 10, 20 minutes. And so we do these live from the minivan talks where we just wow. talk about different things where people have written us and shared with us what they're going through. You know, the beauty of, of Facebook is when people message us, and we are the ones who are answering the messages ourselves, people will be very honest because they're not looking you in the eye. And so you right. get very raw and honest stories. And it's, you know, Facebook has really given us an avenue to just connect with people where they are. And so we do these live videos and people, you know, ask questions, they send in prayer requests, and it's just been really cool to connect with them in that way. And it's also, people often be like, why are you in your minivan? And we're like, well, with four boys, it's literally the the quietest place we have. <laughs> right, we can't do it at the house. So we the house is pretty loud. So, yeah. And it's kind of become our production studio is just sitting in the minivan it is our production and putting studio. the phone up and yeah it's it's just real life you know it doesn't right. have to be flashy or, or polished it's just it's just inviting people into our real life because they've invited us into their real exactly. life and, yes. right. and it's an honor well you know when when people hear of a couple that travels you travel with marriage today and you do a date night you have four children it people will draw the conclusion that well you know if i were perfect like you all were <laughs> and if i had this super natural spiritual kind of star that fell on me out of heaven, <laughs> I could live like you two live, because 
what people obviously think when they hear that is that, well, and I, I can barely look at this person and mm-hmm. you two are like going out on a date night with four kids and that's just who can right. do, who does that? And that's, those are the mm-hmm. cynical things people think. Sure. Yes. What I love about listening to you all is that you, you talk about what God can do and the miracle that God can do in what he's intended for marriage, but right. you don't talk to it from a, uh, from a place of from perfection. And, oh, yeah. But no. you really open up your lives to people. So many people, like you all did in the early part of your marriage, face very significant challenges. Mm-hmm. And uh, just as, what, whatever's in your heart to share about that, if you could just talk a little bit about what happens when it happens and how right. did you get to being in a, in a minivan on a date night with four <laughs> kids? Because that doesn't, to be honest, that's not typically how it works out. Right? It's not. And, you know, we always, we, we, when we're talking about this, we would have never seen ourselves here talking to other people about how to have a naked marriage. Like, th- this is not where we saw ourselves, you know, years ago yeah, when we were in our struggles. Absolutely, because like you said, I mean, we, we've gone through struggles and we think, well, God would never use me. I mean, we've been through too much. We've had things that we've done wrong. We've had things that we've struggled with. And maybe for me personally, not struggled with well, you know, and made lots of mistakes along the way. But God restores us. And that's the beauty of this. And that's why we're so honest about our own. And probably the the biggest struggle for me uh, that I often share about was a four-year battle with anxiety and depression. And that affected us pretty early on in our marriage. And it was before we had our first son, but it got really bad after we had our first son. And and then it lingered for another three years. And so that was something where I, as a Christian woman, felt like I did something to bring it on myself. And I felt like I wasn't having enough faith. And I I just, I believed that I even had all these lies swarming in my head, which is exactly what the enemy does when you're feeling extra vulnerable. And I would believe these lies that Dave was going to leave me. And I would wake up in the middle of the night sweating, having the physical anxiety attack that, you know, you can get physically ill and the yeah. sweats and your heart's beating out of your chest. So and, there were like panic attacks. Oh, major, attack. major. Because okay, it's if, horrible. If someone's never had one of those or seen one, right? It, you, you think you're dying. You really do. And I would run to the bathroom. I mean, there'd be many nights I would have to run to the bathroom. And sometimes I would get physically ill. And I would go to Dave and I'd be crying and sometimes trembling. And I would say, can you pray with me? Can you give me a verse? And I would say, I know, I know you probably should just leave me. And I, I give you my blessing. I'm not the woman you married. Like I would have all these terrible wow. moments. I mean, and it would be a lot of moments. I mean, this was not just a one-time thing. And you know, every time, every time I woke Dave up at like four in the morning, you know, just, it was always in the most inconvenient times. Um, he never once said, you know, you've dealt with this long enough, or isn't, this is your problem, go handle it. Or you're not doing what you should be doing. And this is why you still have this. Every time he said, listen, you know, he'd pray with me, he would give me verses, and he would say, I'm not going anywhere. Like, I'm not going anywhere. We're going to get through this together because God is with us, and he's going to help us through this, but also because we're better together. We're going to get through this together, and I love you more than I did on the day I married you, and I'm committed to you. And it just was so awesome to hear those words from my husband, because especially in, in a moment when I needed, I needed that reassurance. And I, I just want to share that with with anybody listening because it's a huge, you know, anxiety and depression is a huge issue. I mean, epidemic. And Absolutely. a lot of people don't even talk about it, even right. spouses. They think, right. you know, I don't, it's my problem. I shouldn't share it. I don't want to burden my spouse with that. But I just want to encourage you, first of all, be honest about it and and lean into each other and help each other through this. Because really in marriage, there's not a his problem or her problem. It's always our problem. Right. You're both affected by it. And Dave approached it in such a way that he he bore that burden with me. And there were days I literally had t- trouble getting out of bed. I mean, I, here I am, a new mom. And then I would beat myself up, like, why don't you feel the gushy feelings? You know, like, right. I mean, you're just, it just, it's like one thing mounds on the on, on the other. And 
I just don't know how I would have gotten through that without, you know, faith in the Lord, really good Christian counseling, and a husband who just would never give up on me and help me get through, you know, each step of healing. When I listen to you all, it seems like you don't ever approach the issues of life and the issues that you face in life just one-pronged. Right. It appears to me like you you all approach it from a variety of areas. And I think we all have dealt with this as a pastor. I know you've dealt with it in multiplied form, is when people resist help. Oh, yes. And so, I, yeah, yeah, you know, we, we're, we're doing okay, and we got we all we all get counseling. Oh, well, I don't need to get counseling. We're, we're gonna make, we'll, we'll make it on our own. It's mm-hmm. like a broken bone with the with the, the bone coming out of the skin. Right. Yeah, right. right. Hey, yeah. I, I'm, you're I'm, gonna you want to see somebody. Yeah, about I'm gonna that. put an ace bandage on this. We're gonna be fine. <laughs> right. So I, I've noticed that about you all. You just don't approach this from one avenue. Can you mm-hmm. talk just a little bit about how you all have faced your life and these challenges in your life. And you've added people, you've added resources, you've added medical help, you've mm-hmm. added all these things without shame, without fear, and the openness. That's what I have to be, I want to encourage people. And hey, just real quickly, if somebody wants to send you uh, an email, a way yes. to contact you, how would they do that? Yeah, well, there are multiple ways. You can just email us directly. It's Willis at marriagetoday.com, Willis at marriagetoday.com. If you you know look us up on Instagram or Facebook, um, we we respond to messages there as well. So yeah, mm-hmm. feel free to reach out. Well, so my suggestion is the you guys find out the podcast or whatever it is where you tell the story about the vacation thing, <laughs> right? And yeah. ask, say, where do I find the vacation story? <laughs> the, the kids walking in on us. We've right. got we've got a bunch of stories that we share. I, we we share a hilarious one about my parents who were, oh, um, gosh. you it's... know, freaky even in their uh, in now advanced years, <laughs> really and so funny. we've got some funny yeah. stories even about them. It's multi generational humor. It is. It is. Um, well, make sure you guys ask them for that because you don't want to miss that. But <laughs> talk to us just a little bit about how you approach things multifaceted and. And it seems to me that you have taken shame out of the issues of life that we all face because shame is is crippling. So could you just talk a little bit about how you do that? Absolutely. Well, we we strongly believe that, that shame is is from the enemy. Mm-hmm. It's something that God doesn't want us to live in. Now, the Holy Spirit convicts, and if there's sin, uh, He will convict. Just like if you're putting your hand on a hot stove, that, that little bit of pain you feel is because your hand doesn't belong there and you right. need to, to take it off. But to live in in this kind of shame and this self-defeat, God's called us to to live in grace and to live in freedom and to be to be overcomers. And that starts with being honest. We have to be honest. We don't have to pretend that we have it all together and that we have it all figured out because God's the only one who's perfect. And the more of his presence we invite into our lives, uh, you know, the more of his perfection that's going to come, but we're all a work in progress. And I think we live in a culture that looks at people's highlight reels and filtered pictures mm-hmm. online, and we think everybody else's life is perfect, so I can't show my flaws. But really, we're looking at something that's not reality, and mm-hmm. we're presenting something that's not reality. But if we really want to grow, if we really want to heal, if we want to experience authentic community with others, if we want to experience you know, intimacy even with God, it has to start with, with just being honest, of, of saying, like, this is where I'm struggling. This is what I'm going through right now. This is what I struggled with in the past, and this is what I learned. This is my testimony now, but then here's what I'm dealing with today. And we found that, you know, the more, when, we, when we're just talking about things we're doing right, nobody really gets anything out of that. Right. But when we're willing to really go there and talk about, you know, the, the parenting struggles we're facing right now or mm-hmm. the, the tension that's in our life um, right now and what God's teaching us through that and how we're walking through that, making mistakes along the way, people lean in because 
they they relate to that. People relate. They will relate to you in whatever context you're in, as as a leader, as a parent, whatever you're doing. If you're authentic, if mm-hmm. you're honest, and if instead of trying to impress people, you make it your mission to impact people. Mm-hmm. And you can't impact people by trying to be perfect. You impact people by serving them and being honest about your own journey. And uh, and so that's all we've tried to do. Really, it's not. It's not rocket science, you know what we do. We're mm-hmm. we're not, you know, smarter than you know than others, or we're just we're just trying to share what we're learning—the good, the bad, and the ugly—as we're learning it with others, and a sincere desire to serve other people and point them towards Jesus and closer to one another in their marriage. And I think that that God has has honored that, and I also think that the reason why people respond is because people are looking for others to just be honest and authentic right. about their own. Struggle, and so I think we've connected to much, many more people through sharing difficulties than we ever have sharing strengths. Absolutely, and I would even say too, you know, what what helps in one struggle may not necessarily be the thing that gives you kind of that epiphany you need to to go forward in the next struggle. And I know, like you know, counseling, Christian counseling has been huge for us. Uh, but we've also, when we we went through a really tough time, when we had, I think we had three boys at the time, we we're just in the thick of raising kids, and we have very different parenting styles. I mean, we just, especially at that time, we were, you know, Dave's way nicer than I am, and I'm just one of those. <laughs> he really is. Like, he's I, just not way nicer. nicer. I'm, just a, I'm like a pushover No, with he's just things. sweet, and, and yeah. he's full of grace. He's like, she I can cares teach them about more. Jesus and <laughs> showing grace. Like, yeah. and I'm just like, but they broke the rules, you know. <laughs> so between the two of us, we have balance. But there just came this moment where Law we, were, and grace. we we're, were just really feeling tension around each other only when it came to parenting. It was like that one issue that we were just bumping heads. And so Dave came to me one day and he's like, listen, sweetie, he's like, I can feel that I'm letting you down. Like I'm not... There's friction here. There's friction here. And we're not on the same page when it comes to parenting. And he said, I have this idea. Why don't we find a mentor couple at church? Like who is a couple at church who is ahead of the game and, you know, they're further along in their parenting journey than us. They have raised their kids and you look at that family and you're like, I know they're not perfect, but I'd love to have a family dynamic like that someday. And he said, let's invite them over for dinner and learn from them. And I was like, oh, people are so busy. I don't know if they'd want to do that. That's weird. They're going to be like, they're weird. You know, and I'm I'm making all these excuses. (laughs) And he said, you can't say no for people. All we have to do is ask. And so we thought about it, prayed about it. And there's this sweet couple, Stacy and Todd at church that we've known for years. And I was like, that's the family. Like I, I just, I know that I know they're not perfect, but they have such a loving family. Their kids love the Lord, and uh, and they love each other. Like they want to be around each other, and I think it's just a really healthy family. And so we asked them to come over, and they were honored. I mean, they were. It wasn't just like agreeing to it. They were excited and honored, which just meant the world to us. And so we made dinner for them, had them over, and it was a huge turning point in our parenting journey. They gave us things to think about we hadn't even thought about. They uh, pointed out some holes kind of in our thinking, blind spots that we had, and it was just huge. And so like we always share that with people because sometimes – the, the there's so many resources out there that we just sometimes forget to even consider. And I think the main thing is doing whatever it takes to get yeah. back on the same page and not being like, oh, well, we're just, this one issue, we'll just kind of get over it and let it be kind of, you know, over in a corner. It's like, no, you need to do whatever it takes to get back on the same page and to have, you know, to have a an honest and healthy marriage. You know, grace and truth, obviously, together are really powerful. And I think the reason I really want to point people to in an ongoing relationship with your ministry is that you say, well, we're not, you know, we're not like these gurus of marriage, but the truth of it is, is that you have learned how to love each other in, in the middle of your imperfections, which is really what creates a wonderful marriage anyway, mm-hmm. and that you've loved each other while it's, it's, it's naked and exposed. Mm-hmm. We're going to love each other through this. 
And I think the truth that you bring in the context of your life, because it's the only thing that makes us free, is that you bring truth on the back of that reality. Mm -hmm. And that, to me, is the difference between somebody telling me 16 things to do that I can't do, that I feel like I'm, forget it, I can't do their list, and realizing that I'm going to tell you truth, but I'm also going to tell you that there's an empowerment that comes from God Mm -hmm. that will enable you to do the impossible when you feel that there's no tomorrow. And so... And we're we're gonna we're gonna close here in just a moment, but I, if there's just one final thought you would leave a couple, whether they're in a great marriage, a growing marriage, or whether they're just holding on by a thread, what would your what would your final thoughts be to somebody? You go ahead, sweetie. I want to hear your final thoughts. Yeah, I, I was hoping you go first so I could think because you, you, she's always got great great answers right out of the gate. I would say don't settle for anything less than having that completely intimate marriage that God wants you to have. I think so many couples have believed a lie that that's just not for them. Right. And that they, if they're lucky, they'll just kind of get by and winning to them is just surviving and not divorcing, living yeah. as roommates. Mm-hmm. But God wants you to have so much more than that. He really does want you to have a naked marriage, complete and total intimacy with with God himself and with each other. And if you're settling for anything less than that right now, just don't believe the myth that you have to keep living that way. Because God wants your marriage to thrive, and He wants your your faith to thrive. And so continue to be proactive. Don't beat yourself up for the things that you're not doing right, but instead just let them be starting points for the places you want to move forward. And maybe just pick one thing at a time instead of, you know, trying Mm -hmm. to do 16 things at once. Pick one thing. Say, you know what? We're not praying together every day. Let's take five minutes a day. And let's let's pray together every day. And let's start there. Let that be the first thing that we do. And after you've done that for a while and, and you're growing closer to God and each other through that, then add something else. You know what? Now we're gonna pray together every day and we're gonna we're gonna try to put a date night on the calendar right. every other week and then maybe every week. But just keep moving forward in both your faith and in your marriage. And I'm telling you, little by little, step by step. Um, you're going to go places you never thought possible. It doesn't happen all at once. Journeys never do. But one step at a time, you can keep going in the right direction. Absolutely. And I would even say, too, I think that we never, we, we, it's very easy kind of when you're in a good season of marriage to think we've arrived. Mm-hmm. We don't have to ever really put forth that much effort anymore because we're good. And I, I want to say, you know, that really is a, is a trap that we can fall into, into that autopilot kind of trap. And and then before you know it, we're in what I like to call the zombie marriage trap where we're yeah. just kind of grunting <laughs> around and not really, you know, we're surviving, but we're not thriving. And and so I would just say there's always room to to improve our marriage. And really the way that we know how to improve it is by continuing to talk to each other honestly because I think so many times, especially in the thick of raising kids and building your career and all these these things that are good, we can lose track of just connecting. And we have like what I like to refer to as shop talk, and we'll talk about the bills and the kids. Yes. And I yeah. mean, just, you know, the the things that need to happen, but we don't really talk about our heart, you know, what's on our heart and mind, our fears, um, goals that we have together, you know, way beyond down the road and just what what's going on in us. What are we thinking about? And we need to share those things daily. And that's how we stay connected. And that's how we see where we can improve. And again, I, I I just want to reiterate what Dave said. And don't feel like you have to, like you said, do everything on the list at once. And if you can't, then you're just going to be a big failure. Just changing one thing can make a huge, huge difference. It's like that little rock dropping in you know, a river and making the ripple effect. I mean, that's exactly what that one thing can do. And, and the one thing I'd add, I know we're about out of time, is since I know leaders are listening, and I think that, that sometimes those in leadership, um, those of us in any kind of leadership, can buy into the myth that I'm a success based on what I do outside mm-hmm. my home. Right. Yeah. And 
our marriage becomes a lower priority on that list. And I just want to challenge you to, to put your marriage and your family on the top of that list. Because yeah. the bottom line, if you love your spouse and you love your kids more than you love your career, more than you love your, mm-hmm. your work, because those other things can't love you back. <laughs> and, right. and, and you know, one day you're going to come home and, and that, that career part of your life is probably going to be over. And that, that family is where the real legacy um, is going to be. And so give them your best and not your leftovers. And I just think somebody listening out there need oh, to be yes. reminded of that. Yeah. I think that there have been times in my life I need to be reminded of, the, of what really does matter most. And whatever it is you do, whatever scale you're leading on, keep that priority in place, and it will make every other part of your life better as a result. I just thank you for taking the time to do this with us today. I want to encourage those listening today to, to get the book, The Naked Marriage, and, and get the resource into your life. It will bring hope, not just the resource of information, but what I, when you're finished, it brings hope. And I don't care if you're a leader, if you're a pastor, hopelessness is an equal opportunity to the employer. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And so that resource is not just full of information, it's full of hope. And so thanks so much for taking the time to do this. Sure. And uh, look forward to getting together with you all again next month. God bless you. God bless you. Thanks, Pastor John. Thanks for listening. We hope you had as much fun in this conversation as we did. For more resources, check out Dave and Ashley's book, The Naked Marriage, or tune in to The Naked Marriage Podcast. If you enjoyed listening, don't forget to join us again next month.